Hello and welcome to Business, Barbells and Babies. This is the podcast where we will go far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Ro Hawley and I'm going to be sharing this time with you. We're going to be jumping into the real life shit, the struggles, the challenges, the real conversations that we need to have in order to not only navigate through the industry, but thrive and make a fucking killing. Let's have some fun. Hello and welcome to episode number 26. Now today's episode is a little bit different. I have actually recorded a goal setting session that I've had with my coaches um, in our weekly development session. So you're going to be hearing from not only myself, but my whole team this week. And we're going to be delving deep on considerations that we might need to look at when it comes to goal setting. I've got Lexi here, my newly three-year-old who's wanting to join in and, and show us a few little things with her singing. Would you like to say hello? Hello, I'm my I'm Anna. Okay, great. Would well, you have anything else to say, Anna, before we start the episode? I'm going. Let's go. Let it go. Good job. Enjoy the episode. Let's go. Let's go. Perfect Savvy Okay, guys, so today we're going to be getting into talking about goal setting um, and what's basically like too fucking hard and then what's like too soft. So we're going to go into a discussion for the next hour about how you like make the most out of goal setting for your clients. What's stepping over lines? What's stepping over scope? Um, how do we basically like make the most of our conversations with our clients? Does that make sense? Cool. Yeah. Cool. Now this was sparked because yesterday I was doing, um, had a conversation with Carla about this. Um, and I thought that this was probably a really, really good idea because I always hear from you guys, oh, I can't get anything further than like surface level conversations. Um, so yeah, that's where we're basically going to go today. So I will be asking you questions still. Um, we will be doing a bit of back and forward. So you might want to move me closer to you guys so we can hear you um, because I can't hear you guys very well. Can you move me? <laughs> Thanks, guys. I can't. I can't move myself. <laughs> Thank you. So you'll need to speak up. All right. Cool. Now, Carla, we did a little bit of stuff yesterday around goal setting um, and around having conversations with our clients. Do you kind of want to like share with everyone what were some take home points that you had from our initial conversation? just the nutrition protocol, which is one of the systems that we want to put in place now. And then 
everyone feel okay with that, but for her, maybe it's too heavy. And today, I actually trained her for this press session, and she said that, oh, I'm like, well, I'm not sure I can do that. It looked like a lot. Yeah. Ah. It's called, it, like for me, maybe I, I need to think about um, what are they, where they're at, and then just respect where, uh, where they're at, and then just kind of like go from there, but not like um, doing the same thing for every client. So basically what Carla did is she signed a new client, right? And typically speaking, when we sign a new client, we give them some initial resources to, to read and to start engaging with. So we can obviously start setting up parameters like measurements or understanding where they're at with the nutrition, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and she just automatically sent her through the documents that she does for most people without really considering if that's the right step for her. Does that make sense, guys? And so this lady received a nutrition protocol, which is quite a heavy document. Like there's quite a lot of content in it. And you've got to think if someone is like under the, uh, under the palm, under a lot of stress, lots of lifestyle stuff going on, even something like a nutrition protocol, which we might think is fine, it might be way too hard, way too soon. Does that make sense? And that's literally what happened. Like the client just like ghosted Carla and didn't talk to her for like a couple of days. And the payment had gone out of this client's account. But Carla was like, what do you mean? Like we were cool. Why have we gone from contact to like no contact? So you have to make sure that from every single contact that you have, you're basically trying to get what we call like a tick or a buy-in. So I was explaining this concept to Carla and I've explained it to you, Terry. Um, and it's it really starts in the scheme of like selling. So I'll just kind of briefly explain it to you guys that might not be aware of it. So every time we're trying to talk with a client, engage with the client, whether it's selling a product, whether it's wanting to talk about goal setting, anything that's just like a connection between one person to another... Even though we operate in a certain way, we have to respect that they don't necessarily operate in the same way as we do. So when I say operate, different personality types, um, like how fast someone responds to you, um, the like words that might resonate with people, pain points that they might have, lots of different things to consider when you're going, how do we get the best out of this kind of conversation? But when you're having a conversation with someone in whatever context, you basically just want to get like a tick or a buy-in to go on to the next topic. Does that make sense? So I'll use the context of like selling. So when we have someone that comes into our business and has initial contact with wanting to like inquire about BBB, they'll either send a link through the website or call us. Now, when we get in contact with them, we're not looking to like sell them on the first contact. Like we're not getting on the phone going, hey, this is bro from BBB. This is our prices. This is what we do. Do you want to sign up? All we're doing is we're looking to sell the next step in the like ladder of connection. So all we're trying to sell is get them onto the phone have a conversation with us and then sell them into the next step, which is to get them to come into HQ and do a movement analysis with us. Does that make sense, guys? So it's not going from initial contact to, hey, this is our product. Do you want to sell it? It's just gaining a little tick along every single way to get trust and rapport gained between these two people. And I think sometimes when it comes to coaching, whether it's selling or whether it's goal setting or talking to your client, we want to go from here to here without having a little tick, a little tick, a little tick, a little tick. Does that kind of make sense, guys? Yeah. Yeah. And like the, the speed in which you have these little ticks will very much be person dependent. So if someone's quite like timid or shy or like 
an introvert or something like that, like my normal way of operating is pretty direct, pretty like lots of expressions, lots of words. If I go in with that, I'm not going to get the tick to have that trust with that client for her to share stuff with me and continue to go on. So that's the concept that I just want to land with you guys first is that every jump, jump, jump. What do you need to do to gain a tick from a client, which is trust and rapport, engagement, that they feel safe with you, like you, want to keep continuing this conversation with you. What do you need to do to gain that tick in order to go on to the next one? And every time you get that tick, you open up the ability to go deeper with the client. Yeah, that's pretty clear, yeah? Okay. And I think with goal setting, which is where we're going today, I think we try and get these ticks way too early because goal setting is like, it's a part of what we do as a coach. Like it makes sense. We're here to help you with health and fitness goals, but no one's going to open up to you truly and honestly if you don't have that level of trust and rapport to get there. Okay. All right. So we, first of all, when it comes to goal setting, I think it's important to recognize that like goal setting it's one of those words where it feels sweet, like, cause it's such a thing that gets thrown out, right? Like goal setting and health and fitness is like a normal topic. You know, it's going to happen. It's a part of a service, but I think we forget sometimes that it's loaded with so much shit going on for clients. Like there's obviously a lot of pain points that are associated with goals. Um, they might've had a lot of failed attempts with goal setting before, there might be a lot of shame and vulnerability around it. So goal setting is not an easy topic, but because it gets flinged out all the time, sometimes we approach it that way as a coach. Yeah? Mm. What else can be associated with goal setting? Why else would it be quite difficult? Overwhelm. Overwhelm, so yeah. It could just be... I know that, that for personally for me, that's things like, oh, God, I've got so far to go. Totally. So you, you got to break it down into smaller chunks. Yeah, it feels fucking huge, right? Yeah. yeah. What else, guys? Why else would we think that it'd be quite big? People trying before and, like, failing and then just feeling shit about failing and, like, either it doesn't work or, like, you're kind of getting no. off. Yeah. Can I just intercept? What's the noise in the background beside me? Is it Sly? He just pulled up a chair, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, it sounds like it's like um, nails on a chalkboard. Oh, it could be me. Is it this? Yeah. Okay, it's me. Oh. <laughs> it's my headphones rubbing on my jacket. Got it. Got it. Okay. Head oh, nodding. Cool. I'll be mindful. I'll be mindful. <laughs> All right, we're good. So goal setting, overwhelm. I've got so far to go. Um, I've tried multiple times. It kind of confirms someone's bias if they don't think they can achieve that goal anyway, right? What else? Why else is it quite big and scary and, and you know, quite loaded? I think I think uh, for most of my clients, uh, they have a lot of expectation around goal setting. So, for example, they imagine, oh, I have to go all in, in this three months or like in this next few weeks. If I don't see a result, I'll drop off motivation. I feel disappointed. Okay, so, yeah, cool. So they, they've got um, the expectations around goal setting can be quite skewed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anything else we've got? It's 
maybe maybe sometimes they just don't know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or that there's no clarity around, like, you know, they kind of have an idea, but they, it's not like a super clear path or a super clear, like, goalpost, so they're not really sure totally get there if they don't know where they're going totally Carla and yourself terry you'll find with your clients because they're more general population in terms of like their training age is a little bit less you'll typically find that their goals won't be as specific because mm. they don't know what they don't know so yeah. when we have people come into goal setting typically you can you can have like obviously lots of different levels but if they're newer to the training game it's going to be like that they don't know or mm. if they're, they've been in training for a while, they might go on completely the different radar and have way too many expectations and way too many things that are just like mm. not fucking realistic, okay? Mm. So the major thing to remember with goal setting is that it's not, it's not just an easy topic. Like when you go into goal setting, you have to consider so many things if you want to make these conversations ones that like land with clients, okay? Cool. Now... Any questions around that little point first before we move on? No, wicked. So when it comes to goal setting, what are kind of like topic points, focal points, bullet points, things that we need to consider when it comes to goal setting? You sounded like such an Aussie then. Holy shit, I was just thinking that, Terry. <laughs> you said consider. Consider. And I was like. I know. I was like, I was like I'm going to get a lot of shit from all my New Zealand um, friends about how Aussie I my sounded. Best, my best mate's a Kiwi and I pick up on the same shit with her. I'm like, fuck, you just sounded like such an Aussie then. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> I digress. So what do we need to consider? <laughs> What's some big bullet points for goal setting? Throw some stuff Time at frame. me. Time frame? Cool. What else do we need to consider? The experience with it in the past. Experience? Um, setting appropriate milestones for that client. Yeah, appropriate milestones. Breaking it down into achievable chunks. Yeah, so chunk it down. Because success breeds success. Yep. Chunk it down. What else? You need to understand what success looks like to them. So regardless mm. of what, like, the bigger picture is, like, if their end goal, they've never lifted a barbell before and their end goal is to lift a 100-kilo deadlift, that can seem, like, really far like massive big picture for a lot of people. Um, so it's like, what is success to them initially? And like, I guess what Carla said, like having those success markers like along the way, like initially do they just like this consistency, like their first success marker, like just chunking it down and not having it. Okay. So chunking it down. Yeah. Yeah. So what does it look like to get from A to Z? What are the, the goalposts along the way? What else? <coughs> what else is important to consider? When it comes to goal setting. Um, Carla, what do you got? We, we have to manage the, the expectation along the way as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so funny how it's like, because Tori said the same thing three times and so was Carla now. So it's really interesting when we've got one thing right. 
that's like clearly it's something that's going on for us as well because it's the one it's the lens we have does that make sense so managing expectations what else Goal setting points to consider. We've got time frames, you know, experience in the past, milestones, chunking it down. Obstacle along the way. Yep, great. Uh, good one. Obstacles along the way, so the power of foresight. One thing I want to add here is the sacrifices that need to be made, the trade-offs. So sacrifices is kind of, it is a loaded word. So a lot of the time I don't like to use that particular word. I like to use the word trade-off. Um, if they're newer in the game with goal setting, I like to use a, a calmer word like trade-off. But if they're like, they've been in the game in terms of training age for a while, I, I'll use words like sacrifice. Even though they mean kind of the same thing, they're received quite differently. Yeah. So I don't like to use sacrifice to new clients because it seems, it doesn't sound very fun. You have to sacrifice this to get where you want to get. It's really like, it's really heavy stuff. So that's something that needs to be considered as sacrifices slash trade-offs in pursuit of what they want to achieve. What else? I think it needs to be very clear, actionable steps. Yeah. Clear, actionable so not, steps. not vague and flighty, cool. just... Cool. Clear, actionable steps. One thing that I found that... Um, uh, works really well in goal setting that doesn't make someone feel so shit is having a plan A, B, and C because the plan will fail. The plan is going to break down at some point. And if you don't have alternatives, that can reinforce when it fails this you know, confirmation bias that they have no willpower or that they can't achieve anything. So I think it is appropriate to have alternatives because that's life. Like instead of waiting for it, we meet it halfway. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah. Anything else? <coughs> Important points with goal setting. One thing that we've missed, which is one of the biggest drivers is goal setting, is why we're doing, uh, like, why we're chasing mm. a particular goal. I do think that if someone, I do think when you have someone that's successful with goals, it's usually driven by some emotional capacity. It's more than just like weight loss for the sake of weight loss or strength training for the sake of it. When you've got emotional drivers underneath it, it does give a lot more heart and you know, meaning towards that person when they're chasing it um, and when they achieve it as well. So understanding like why they need to do it or why they want to do it more. One thing I like to understand when I'm goal setting is I, I like to know where it's coming from. So we've got understanding the why but I also like to uncover if it's driven by anything in particular. So if it's driven by social media, if it's driven by a friend, if it's driven by parents, that kind of stuff. So basically it explained that as like influential power. Like what are the influences in this particular goal? Does that make sense, guys? Yeah. What else we got? 
I like to understand with goal setting how important they consider it is in their life. So you'll notice on our goal setting sheets, we ask them about priority. I don't necessarily like to ask importance because if you think about receiving how important is this to you versus what's the priority in your life, it's quite different. Because then someone might be like, well, yeah, it is important, but I've got other priorities in my life as well. Who are you to say that it's not important to my life, right? So goal priority. So we always ask, you know, um, in the grand scheme of your life, one to 10, how much of a priority is your health and fitness goals? If it's something like an eight or above, like it's a high priority for them. And it means that if they've got a high priority, like your style of coaching can be different with someone like that, as opposed to someone that's like a five, six, seven goal priority. Because if someone were to go super hard with me on my goals around lifting, I'm like a five or six. If someone were to be like an eight or nine kind of coaching with priority, I'd be like, you're not understanding me. Like that's not the level in which I want to chase my health and fitness goals right now. Okay, so there becomes a disconnect. Anything else we can think of? Well, that kind of segues into another one, which is their lifestyle. So like... You know, what, what's their priority and also how can they fit it in? What else do they, what other priorities do they have? Are they a mom? Do they have children? Totally. Do they work full time? Do they work three jobs? Do they not work at all? Like, totally, babe. Like how much, how many things do they have in their life? Like what's their life like? Now you're going to have someone that's um, no partner, no kids, no like fucking big worries of life they're going to approach goals completely differently to someone that's got teens they manage children bills blah 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 yeah okay now i want us to just segue so list of stuff that we've got there looks like we've got about 15 things um (laughs) it's interesting that that's where you guys went um because that's not what i had planned but that's fine because this is the whole beauty of this When I, uh, my lens, so when I think about goal setting, the first thing that I consider instead of the tangible task-based stuff is more of your human behavior stuff, okay? So that's actually the list that I had written, and we're going to go into that now. And because you guys bought this beautiful list, we're going to merge these two things together, okay? So when it comes to goal setting, in terms of a lens thinking about human behavior and recognizing the human that's in front of us, what might be some things that we need to consider? What does that look like? Personality. Yep. Totally. How vulnerable they might feel. Totally. Yep. How vulnerable they um, are. Yep. The shame. The shame. The shame. The shame. The shame. <laughs> They may not be ready to have those conversations at all. Hey? They may not be ready for those conversations at all. Yep. Or not willing to have, like, big conversations or... Yep, like, are they even ready? Yeah. Yeah. What else would you... Yeah. I was just going to say, maybe they just want to get moving. Do you know what I mean? Like, and they want nothing else but that, and then the goals will come later. Yep, yep. What other things in terms of the lens of the human being that you have in front of you? that thinks, that feels, that interacts with you, that's a human being. What other things might we need to consider in that respect? 
could be anything like cultural or religious. Yeah, boom. Yep. Yep. Culture, religion, beliefs. You know, and it could just be how they've been brought up. I mean, there's still a lot of people, particularly because we're strength coaches, there's still a lot of people who, like, there's that negative stigma attached to strength training for women. That's still very prominent and it still exists. So there might be people who don't have the support of their family because they're doing something that only men should do. Do you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. like, it's Mm -hmm. not so much cultural and religious but... Societal, yeah? Yeah, societal. Yep, societal. Yeah. So societal norms, that's appropriate to their life. Okay. Um, other things that we might want to want to consider when it comes to goal setting from that lens is, you know, <laughs> um, what kind of words are appropriate for that client? What kind of things can you not say? Um, you know, I, I'm pretty free with my, my speech, but there's going to be certain people that wouldn't like certain words. So I have to be mindful about using those words with someone. Um, also the tone of your voice. So even though you might have the best intention, it might be completely received so differently to what you might think, um, because of the way that you operate with someone and the way that you communicate. Body language is fucking huge. Um, the way that you present yourself as a coach if you're in person, the the speed of your voice. What was that, bro? Um, I wrote Bondi language. I said I'm not sure where my brain's going, but hey. Hey, babes, Bondi. Um, I think that's coming down to like understanding uh, like just the simple concept of mirroring, right? Mirroring, yeah. Presenting is that you present what they're presenting, so... The lady I had this morning, I was a lot more animated. Like, that's not my natural um, personality. Like, I am quite bubbly. And On Thursday, like, it is. On the, yeah, Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, bro, was like that. Yeah. She was good this morning. Was she? Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, don't be naughty today, bro. Um, like, a lot more elevated in her Tyler. language and her body language and everything as well. So I had to match You that. had to, Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you had the girl the other day who was quite timid yeah. and stuff like that. So it's learning to match what they're presenting. Totally. Like I had a girl on Monday, was it? Um, yeah. And she's very different to my like personality. And like I very quickly noticed within the first couple of sentences that I was like, tone it fucking down a notch. Like it was just too much. Um, even your presentation. So when I know I've got a consultation, I like literally look at what I'm wearing. Sometimes I don't wear certain pants. Sometimes I don't wear certain shoes. Um, and that's not to say I'm changing who I am to like make someone happy. Um, but I want to, I want to present someone that they can feel comfortable with. Like I'll literally give you an example. If it's someone that I've talked to on the phone and I think that they're like a bit more like timid or they might be, um, like a little bit scared of strength training. I literally don't show up in black chucks. I literally don't show up in like my hard, like normal clothing 
because it's very like strength coach, like rah, like that, right? So I will literally change what I'm wearing. I might have a different pair of leggings on, some other shoes, just so that they can feel that they don't have to be a certain way to strength train like that. Because it's like the powerlifter starter kit, right? Like chucks, like fucking socks and blah, 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 and tattoos and shit like that, yeah? Like that's what it can kind of look like. And sometimes people even get scared of that. So it's, I'm very deliberate with how I do that. That's why I get my nails done because it's like my hands are awful at the best of times, but I still want to present myself in a way that is appropriate for the clientele that we have. Um, and it's not just like, like I said, it's not to say that I'm changing who I am. It's, it's tweaking it a little bit because I am sloppy as fuck sometimes. Do you know what I mean, guys? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's why I say to you guys, Hey, I think you need to wash your hair. Um, <laughs> Because a lot of people are like, oh, you're in fitness. Like, why do you wear makeup? And I don't wear a lot of makeup. Like, it's personally partly about me, but it's also about a presentation to the people that totally. I'm like, I don't want to look tired and rap shit if I am potentially meeting someone because then they're like, oh, like, fuck's wrong with this chick? The fuck like, is wrong, yeah. And also it elevates you as well. It elevates you to feel differently when you're presenting. So I think that's really important when it comes to, like like consultation sales and all that kind of stuff but also goal setting because you know that goal setting is going to be some potentially heavy conversations so you need to be prepared you need to be on board you need to be ready for shit okay anything else that we can think about in terms of like a human lens when it comes to considerations so personality how vulnerable they are are they even ready any like culture religion type stuff any beliefs um, any preconceived notions that they have about strength training? Mm. Um, big one about goal setting is recognizing their training age and recognizing where they are in the grand scheme of lifting. Okay, what's their like knowledge with strength training? What's their bias they have on strength training? what's the societal influences all that kind of stuff okay awesome so i was explaining to carla yesterday how when it comes to to working with clients i like to think about them as on on a continuum so new client um that hasn't been training a lot that is new to strength training uh that might not have done a lot of goal setting right up until someone that's been quite experienced in terms of their training age, they've been doing it for a number of years. Uh, just because someone might have been training for a number of years, it still doesn't mean that they're an experienced lifter. Um, I think we can all kind of say that based on people that we get into our business, they've often trained a number of years, but for us, because of their level of movement, um, we have to strip them back completely. So years does not equal a large training age necessarily, Okay. So when you've got someone that's a newer training age, you need to you need to really consider that they probably haven't had a lot of these conversations before. Um, definitely not at the level of what we do at BBB. They might or they might have had these conversations before, but they've been very like, like, hey, let's fill in this document, let's like complete this task, but not really had like an open dialogue about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I find that a lot of people, that's their experience of goal setting is like the smart goals, the tangible, the step-by-step filling in a form. And a lot of the time, because that doesn't, 
It doesn't uh, recognize who they are, what their struggles are, their tone of voice, their, you know, how they receive everything, because that's typically the approach they've had. It's been pretty like uneventful. And so people sometimes don't want to keep engaging with it because they're like, it doesn't work anyway. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. So you have to consider when they're new, are they new because they've genuinely not done it before? Fine. And they're new to training or are they new in your head with goal setting because they've had an experience that has not been helpful? Cool. Then as you got the continuum, um, you know, as someone, the, the best thing that you can have with goal setting is that it has some positive response because it's like anything. When you get a positive response, you're more inclined to want to do these things again. And you're more inclined to be like, this works. This is worthwhile doing. Tick. Let's keep building, 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 building. So anyone that's in that early training age, you really need to put the lens on of going, what do I need to do that's going to give that person a positive fucking response, an enjoyable response, and make them feel like, yeah, tick. This is for me. This is working. Does that make sense, guys? And so having that lens, that can dictate your goal setting so, so, so differently, right? So if they're new to the game of goal setting, so they've not done it before or they've done it and it's been unsuccessful or like hasn't landed at all, what's some stuff that we can do initially with goal setting to elicit a positive response? Because we just want to get that little tick, yeah? Look at these thinking faces. Maybe we start with some little thing to top them up. Just kind of like, for example, if they come a couple sections with us, we just say, oh, you've been doing so well in this sisters. Yeah. Yep, so you can be highlighting some achievements within a short period of time with you. So you can be acknowledging a win with them. Yep. So we just, this is that initial tick that we want to gain with someone that's new, that hasn't done goal setting, or someone that's done goal setting, it's not been successful for them. So how do we gain those initial ticks on some sort of goal setting realm? So Carla nailed it. That might not feel like it's completely linked to it, but it totally is. Like helping someone to recognize a win is totally some goal setting stuff. Yeah. Little things that they've achieved that they maybe haven't done before, haven't been able to do before. Yep. More movement things. Yep. One thing in this early stage that I like to do is because when people have got some sort of goals, right? So even if they're new or they've not done, done it before, a lot of the time we get clients that have got an idea of where they want to go. Okay. I like to help them tease out where it kind of came from or like in some way get them excited about it so you can share the excitement with them. Does that make sense? So for example, you have someone that's like um, wants to strength train. So we get it in our business. You know, I really want to start to learn to lift. I'm like, okay, you know, tell me, tell me a little bit more about this. Like when did this kind of come up? Um, is it something that you've been wanting to do for a while and things that kind of come in that realm is, you know, I see girls on Instagram and I see people doing this and I want to be that girl. That to me is an interaction that you can grab onto and get excited with them and build it. 
wow, yeah, like I get that because that was the same as me. Like I never thought that I could be someone that could do that as well, that could step onto the platform. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of shared connection excitement, that's a really good place to start with those kind of wins and gain that tick with the client. Another approach sometimes I like to take is um, depending on the personality of the client, if someone's quite timid, I wouldn't do this approach. But if it was someone maybe like the girl you had, bro, um, I didn't meet her. But if um, it could be like, you know, if there was anything that you could achieve, like what would that actually be? Yeah. Like someone that's really animated, sometimes they'll have answers to those type of questions. Yeah. She sort of she sort of did as well. Like, yeah, it was, yeah. Forms. she's like oh well like I want to be happy and confident kind of thing and she's like that's what I want first and foremost so she's like I want to be able to get strong to create that and it was kind of like that was it right there yeah yeah that's what yeah we do. so you'd be like wow like if you wanted to build on that yeah. even more to then go into goal setting a hundred percent like you want to be happy and confident and you feel that strength training is going to help that what does like happy and confident look like to you mm. Does that make sense, guys? Like, okay, she she's telling you that strength is encapsulated in that. Is there like a vision that the strength is for you? Is there something that you've always thought about? Is there something that you see that's like, holy shit balls, if I could do that, I'd be like a superwoman. It's that kind of conversation with someone. Yeah. It's it's allowing them and giving them permission to dream. Can you see my tone and like how I'm engaging in that? So you can use that approach with someone that's quite animated. What's another approach that we could do in that earlier stage if they're new to goal setting, new to training? How can we get that win? Oh, I've got one. Another one we can do is if they're like <laughs> new. Oh, yeah, I do have one. Um, is like if they're a bit more timid, this approach works really, really well. Because a lot of the time when they're new to strength training, they don't know what they don't know. So I like to help them I like to like guide the journey and see how they react with it. So for example, I'll say this, and this is what I said to the girl the other day. A lot of the time when girls start with us um, that might not have really tried a lot of strength training before, they're kind of not too sure what goals to do because it's all kind of new to them. So the really cool thing about strength training is that it keeps kind of revealing itself as you stay in strength training. So for you, what it sounds like is that, you know, it's all about maybe consistency with getting some strength training in. It's looking to learn some foundation movement patterns. And then as we go along, you know, you might have a specific strength goal that reveals or you might not. But that's the beauty of strength training. And I just kind of watch to see how she interacts. Does that make sense, guys? Because yeah. a lot of the time when I take that approach with someone that's a bit more timid, they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, that's exactly what I want to do. And so you have to like in that situation when you've got a new person, you are the person kind of behind them in that instance, driving the conversation and driving like the way with their goals because they're never going to know. Okay. Whereas if you've got someone that has some preconceived ideas that's a bit more animated, you're not behind them, you're kind of next to them and you guys are going together. And we know that if we take that approach with someone that's more timid, that's a bit newer, you're behind them kind of sh like showing them and paving the way. As they go further in, you don't have to be behind them, you get to step beside them and then you go. So you have to teach them that part. Yeah. Does that make sense, Terry? Yeah. Yeah. So this will be super relevant for your clients. And same with you, Carla. Yeah. 
And so with you two, I wouldn't be suggesting that you ask really, really like big questions because a lot of the time they're going to be here and they don't know and you need to like guide them that way. So it's sometimes like a bit of giving them an answer and see how they respond. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm just thinking about like like my process and I, I it's almost like I don't want to give them their goal setting sheet straight off the bat. Unless they come to no, me. No, no, no. Like, I knew you would, I, I knew I knew you would say this. No, you still want to have it, babe. And you still want to have these direct questions, but it's how you deliver it. Okay. So you could still have questions on a goal setting framework that's like, what are the things that you might want to achieve? Um, you know, what might be some roadblocks that you can foresee in the future? If they're newer, they're not going to know straight up without some communication to help them understand it. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can still have it for sure, but how you like deliver that question will be different. So if I had a goal setting, like literally like this girl, I had these things, she had the form down here and I was talking her through it. Okay, so the first question says, what are the goals you want to achieve? Now, I understand that obviously, you know, strength training is relatively new to you. You have done some CrossFit before, but you haven't done any strength training in a structured sense. So it's going to be quite foreign. So it's not that what we're going to say now isn't going to change. It's very much, this is our level one. So with where you're kind of at now, what can you perceive you might want to achieve with your goals? What does it look like for you currently? And she'll be like, you know, I want to, I just want to get into strength training or I want to get consistency with my movement. And I'll be like, okay, great. That sounds fantastic. That's a really good starting base for a lot of our clients. So it's one question, but I'm interacting with her. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. What's some other approaches we can take when we've got people down on this this bottom rung that are newer to, to training, lower training age, don't know what they're not sure of, um, feel like a little bit scared of strength training? I think we've... I was talking about this before, I think. Um, but... Like starting off with those smaller things that they don't always think are goals. Like things like Kim, for example, like consistency. People don't often look at consistency and go, okay, cool, like my goal is to be consistent. Um, but I guess feeding that and saying like that that's a good place to start and like and feeding those smaller, those smaller things as well, because they won't always see that. Okay. Yep. Um, my brain goes to I personally wouldn't do that with someone with a lower training age. Um and the reason why, how am I going to articulate this to you? So, like, let's just say someone's got a got, like, they don't know what they don't know when they first start strength training. And we as a strength coach and a coach, we know the precursors. We know that in order to someone to get their strength goals or body comp goals, it's consistency. It's just doing the same things over a regular period of time. It's not being too dumb on shit. You don't have to cut a lot of calories out. It's just plodding along, plodding along, plodding along. I still find that if I had a client like the girl that I signed the other day, if I were to say to her, these are the precursors, that would have been too heavy. Why do you think, guys? Um, what, what did I say before? <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody likes to get slapped in the face with the truth. Nobody wants to hear the boring shit. Yeah, like that, right? Like, as a strength coach, we know this, but that's not fucking enticing for one. Even though that we know that that's the answer, right? Yeah. 
you still have to get a tick. Do you think that's going to give them the tick necessarily? To be like, fucking sign me up for consistency. Let's do some goal setting. <laughs> no. Does that make sense, guys? So it's like, we know, we know because we've coached clients, we know the crux of what it takes to just get someone methodically happening. We know this is where they are. If we were to deliver the plan like that to someone with goal setting, do you think that would be enticing for someone to engage with? No. Not necessarily. But you can still celebrate it. Like you could, you know, because we as coach coaches know that that's important. So you could just at, you know, a few weeks down the path, if they have been consistent, you can still celebrate it and say you've got you've been awesome with your consistency, blah, blah, blah. But you probably don't want to make it a goal from the outset. From the outset. Like you're definitely going to go there, but I wouldn't think of someone that's completely new, that's what they're going to be on unless they come to you and go, I want to work on like routine. Does that make sense, Tor? If you had someone that was in the continuum that's probably like more in the middle, you could probably have that approach. Like these are the building blocks to getting towards like Terry, yeah? Like these are the building blocks to get towards your goals. But for someone that's new, especially the girl that I had on um, Monday, going in with consistency, um, you know, with your training, then having a look at maybe base level food things, it's just, it's still a bit much. You're not probably going to get a tick for them to engage in it. Carla, does that make sense, babe? Yeah. I hope that made sense because I'm like, I, I, I'm like, it doesn't feel that I would do that, but how can I explain that to you guys? Hmm. So it's like consistency, frequency, like literally what it takes to get goals. We know it's the case, but in order for someone to get a buy-in when it comes to goal setting and then you, I wouldn't be starting with that. Because I'd be like, that sounds fucking boring. Get me out. So you just want to get that tick. You want to get that tick of them getting some sort of excitement, some sort of buy-in. You could use that like early on after you've had those goal setting conversations, but that's like the follow through conversation. And if you were going to say them in that initial goal setting, you very much could, but it wouldn't be like, okay, cool. This is what it is. This is the plan. It's a bit too hard too soon. So as we go up the continuum, do we have any other things that we can think about with newer training age? So training age being like completely new up to like a relatively uh, like good training age, meaning I would say like three to five years of consistent movement, you know, um, really has has a level of care about their health and fitness goals, um, enjoys training. I would say that's like mid to experience kind of people with a training age. And honestly, even in our facility, we don't have a lot of people with a higher training age. I wouldn't be coaching. We'll go into this one next. I wouldn't be necessarily coaching and goal setting in this realm a lot of the time. It's a lot of down here. Okay. So let's do the opposite then. Um, let's think about someone um, that has got a higher training age and how you might approach goal setting with them. How would you do that? What could we, what could we do there? We could probably be more direct. Totally. Like, literally you the other day, bro. All right. What do we want to do? (laughs) 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 Yeah, more direct. What do you want to do? What do you see yourself achieving? And, like, 
because she's got a higher training age, we, I literally said that to her. Like I put a thing on her spreadsheet. I'm waiting for this program until I talk to bro because she's a higher training age. She deserves to be in this conversation together. Someone that is newer and down there, they won't necessarily be able to be in that conversation as heavy as bro would be. Does that make sense, guys? So what I said is I came up to bro and I was like, all right, well, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, I know that I like to have a goal in place, but at the same time, having a really specific goal might kick me in the ass. So she had thoughts, but she still didn't know the answer by herself. That's why we have coaching. Okay, we still respect that she's got a high training age. And I said, all right, well, do you want me to have my ideas and put them forward? And she's like, yeah, please. And I said, option one, option two. And she was still a little bit, uh, and then I said, all right, it was kind of like a mold between the two. And we both settled on that and it was a mutual understanding. And then we moved from there. It was literally less than five minutes and it was in person, no forms, direct conversation, all that kind of stuff. However, I, I don't know. I didn't send you a message cause you were away. Right. No. no. You said to me like, have you looked at your new program? That's right. You'll see the note, which I had. Yeah. Cool. So I did a preposition on it. Okay. I did do a preposition on it. I said, have you looked at your program? Because there was a note I put on there. Because she was away in the weekend, I didn't want to message her about it. But I wanted to at least open into that about what I was going to do. Because imagine if I hadn't even done that little bit of a prep, that's someone that's still quite direct in that approach. It might be like, ah, 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 I don't know. Mm. Does that make sense, guys? So that's, that's someone with a higher training age. What could be some other approaches that you might do? Guys, I don't have COVID. Yay! See, I knew it. It's <laughs> woo -hoo. Woo -hoo. Can I come back in tonight? <laughs> well, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'd probably stay. I still don't feel very well. Anyway, yay! <laughs> so what? <laughs> I thought we were getting yelled at to like not. Saying no. something. No. No. Yeah, I was like, wait, I was like, oh god, we're in trouble. I got a text and it was an unknown number, so I was like, oh, what's that? Oh, you don't have it. Great. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, what's some other ways that we might do it with someone that's a bit more direct? Well, sorry, higher, um, like more of an experienced training age. You could kind of lead them down, a, like you may still need to lead sometimes, but it could be like, oh, I've been thinking about totally, um, where we're going, like I've kind of like thinking like maybe this or this and kind of throw a few options at them and see where they take you. Totally. Uh, they're like you're giving them a little bit of fodder, but then they're dictating the direction. Totally. Outside. Just because someone's got a higher training age, it doesn't mean that they don't need guidance. That's why they have a coach, right? Like that's the beauty of a coach-client relationship. So even though someone's got a high training age, don't expect them to still dictate it. <laughs> it's still your job as a coach to lead them but you bring them in on the on the journey quite heavily. I like to do the options of platters. Like this is what I think, option one, two, three, and kind of get them to decide. What else? Anything else? I wouldn't necessarily be using forms with these type of people. 
I wouldn't be sitting down with like goal setting frameworks necessarily. Um, I like to tie it in with training phases a lot. Hey, I'm just, I'm getting ready to do your next training phase. I just want to have a bit of a conversation about where we're going with this. Like I plan it around training a lot. I don't give them a lot of forms anymore. Cool. I think, I think for me, um, uh, I like I like this because I've already been doing this with me. So for example, uh, let's say I had to come in October and then she plan out, like she did, um, she show me that this is how it's going to look like. And then she just showed me the next step. That's totally. It. So I'll pick up and then she showed me the next step. So next thing we're going to do, look at your palm rolling. Fantastic. And why are we doing that? And that's it. That, that's all I need to know because I my head is all for my business now. I totally. don't know what it's going to be next totally. time next two months. Something totally. Like but previously you did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> See, that's a really good example of coach recognizing how clients' life has changed her interests have changed and to not give too much, only give what's appropriate. Now, that kind of approach, so giving, like paving the way. So we've talked about paving the way before, which is basically like paving the way of where someone's goals are going to go. What you share with the client will depend on their personality. It will depend on their training age. It will depend on lifestyle stresses. So you still need to be planning out and paving the way with your planning as a coach. But what you share with your client will have all of those factors. Where they are on the continuum and then all of these other considerations. Does that is that clear? Yeah. So I would definitely say like that approach color that Tori does with you works really, really well. But for maybe like Terry and your clients that some of them might not know where they're kind of at, that can be a little overwhelming. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I want you to recognize that when we've got goal setting as a conversation, right, or we've scheduled to do it or it's it's on our plan to do with our clients, We've got tools, we've got forms, we've got approaches that we can do, but it is not one size fits all. Don't just think because we've got five forms that we can use and a conversation that can we can start that that's appropriate for a client. You need to really chop and change what you're going to use because too many forms can be too over overwhelming, too many forms nothing can land and you reinforce that goal setting as shit, not enough structure can be too airy fairy there's just so many things to consider but the biggest take-home that I want you to think is what do they need to do to get the buy-in tick what do I need to do to get the buy-in tick so the more ticks you get with the client the more they're allowing you into your into their life and their honest thoughts and so when I hear coaches say I can't get more than surface level conversations it's because you want more information from your client that you haven't earned does that make sense, guys? Yeah. And I hear it all the time. I can't get more than surface level. I just can't. I can't get anything deeper. Yeah, because you have not earned the trust of that client. And no amount of questions that you ask that client is going to give you a response that you're after because you haven't taken it down a notch and focused on the ticks, built the trust, built the rapport, built like that connection with your client that's appropriate for them. And then every time you do that, you open another door and it's an organic process. There's no time frame, but you got to, you got to sit with it. And it's vulnerability with them. Totally. You are lacking vulnerability. A lot of coaches will have a lot of walls closed up, expect their clients to give them deep level shit, but don't give deep level shit to their clients. Like how can you expect someone 
to share the biggest pain points with you if you can't do that with them. I, I don't personally do that. I don't know about you guys. Because it, it feels like there's not, a, there's not an understanding between each other. Mm-hmm. So a really big way to gain that trust is share that hard stuff with your clients. Because then they're going to be like, shit, she showed me what's going on in her life. I feel like I can do that now. I've got that connection. Yeah. You're creating a safe space for them to totally open those. But as coaches, a lot of the time we don't want to do that because, you know, we should know how to do this with a client. We should be able to get them results. We should have achieved it by ourselves. No, that's not the role of a fucking coach. The role of a coach is to offer an outside perspective, offer knowledge, education, tools to help that client. And guess what? We're all going through through the same fucking shit. We're no we're no higher than another client. We're no better off. It's just that we know the next steps, and we still struggle with the steps as well. That's why we have coaches. But coaches, like clients, can put coaches on pedestals, and then coaches can put themselves on pedestals and not share their vulnerabilities and their shame, which creates more of a disconnect. So we want to drop that disconnect recognize that we're all on the same page it doesn't make us less lesser than a coach it doesn't make us not qualified makes us all fucking human beings and that's when that human connection will allow those organic conversations to come through and then what happens tools frameworks questions they are just there to help the conversation they are not your first point of call they are just there as like infiltrate to help help the the process make sense guys yeah yeah just a conversation it's the same with sales it's the same with goal setting it's just an open and honest conversation you offer your perspective you share with them things that might be relevant that might be relatable to make them feel at ease and then you offer what might be the next steps and you do the process together if they're new you need to help guide them along because they don't know a lot of stuff and that's okay that's our job If they have a higher training age, you bring them in in the conversation a lot. Because people really respect that, right? At the end of the day, whether they're new or they had a higher training age, still, your job as a coach is to deliver the options and deliver the plan for them. Any questions, guys? All right, I want two take-homes from each of you. Carla, hit me. I think for me is uh, to be uh, get that tick is the first thing. <laughs> Not someone too rushed. Yeah. To get the direct question and I expect them to answer all first thing, but totally. Get <laughs> to get get the tick, don't rush the tick. And sometimes as coaches, we want to rush the tick because we're like we have to get them results. We want to get them results so they like not like um what's the word? They are like they know why they've signed up for with us right? They get them a result, they'll stay with us, they'll resign, all that kind of stuff. So we try and push them too hard sometimes just to get a tick when it can make the arrow go fucking backwards. Um, and the second thing is uh, goal setting not always have to be like clear on paper like totally. running, or what you're going to do in the next four weeks or something like that. Yeah, they're just there to help you. So that's why at BBB we have so many resources. There's just lots of things to for you to pick and choose. And especially when we've got 100 days docs, guys, like if it's not appropriate, NA. Like didn't, didn't wasn't really appropriate for this client. I did this instead. Cool? So sometimes, 
quite like, um, like sometimes I don't do that. I just feel, oh my God, is that like going to be enough for this? Like, I don't know. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, if I don't do that, is this like I am not doing my job? Yeah. Something like that. I will have that feeling. So it's all, but then that comes back to obviously, you know, validation as a coach. Am I delivering enough? You know, and that's when it can really push, like kick us in the foot because that's why we try and push, push, push these things to get that validation that what we're doing is the right thing. You got to be, you, you get dictated by the speed of your clients. Just wait for them to unfreeze. Oh, they're frozen. There they are. Good. Great, makes sense. Rach, what's the two things we've got, babe? Um, I was the same as Carla, so the way we goal set, so not always having to put it onto paper. Yep. Um, and the second was their experience and expectations. Yep, cool. So you have to understand where they're at with what they think they want to achieve and where it's coming from and all that kind of stuff. Because unfortunately, sometimes we do have to pull them in a bit. Um, if they're more of an ego-driven person, but especially in our business, I don't. We don't have a lot of that. We have more girls that don't have that confidence, and we need to help them show show them that they've actually got more than they think. We tend to be here, not a lot of chopping down. Yeah, yeah. Tori, what you got, babe? Um, I guess recognizing where they're at on the continuum, and yep. then for like the newbies, like I guess giving them that permission to dream, and like really teasing out the conversations of. Um, like where it came from and I guess sharing that like that excitement in that realm and yeah like those bigger dreams like totally and if they're more animated then the permission to dream is really cool but if they're not so like for example with someone that has said they wanted to compete previously but like it's not really sold if you then go too much into that permission to dream and like build it up it can actually kick you in the foot so you have to be mindful about how they're responding to it yeah yeah cool bro what you got babe um, similar, like giving them permission to dream, I think, especially with the newbies, because, I mean, it's a great tool to enable you to backtrack and, like, build up from there and, you know, kind of have that goal. Obviously, if you've got someone, if you overdo it or if you've got someone who's ego-driven, that could sort of backfire. But if you've got someone who's afraid to mm. say what they really want and they actually come to the party with that, you know, time and say, you know what, I actually would like to do a 50-kilo deadlift with yeah. anything like that. Well, you can reverse engineer that and really give you power to take them on a really cool journey and and teach them how and why you can get there. Totally. Like we have a lot more clients like that that just they have so much capabilities, but they just haven't had anyone that's allowed them to like explore it. So our coaching style is a lot of helping people to see what the bigger picture is and give them that confidence to do so which is fucking beautiful when it comes to fruition, right? Like that's the best when a woman is like, oh, I didn't realize I could do that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think the other one, similar to others, is um, I guess what do you need to do to earn that big tick and how do you earn the, that information and that trust from them? Yeah. Um, I guess that then probably precursors to giving them permission to dream, mm-hmm. um, earning that trust and then giving them that permission and then they are confident to have that conversation back. Oh, oft, Yes. Yes, good. Terry, what you got, babe? <coughs> um, well, for me, I feel like like I've, I've just been reflecting on a lot of shit this entire conversation and I feel like this, this might sound very basic stuff, but it's, you know, like when I was goal setting with my client Belinda, 
I was like, and she said, oh, yeah, this is what I can achieve. I was like, they're so little, though. But they were little to me. It's like it's really Mm. individualised to the person and, like, I have to step out of that. um, It's just just so subjective. Totally, yes. It's so, so subjective. And even though, and the the second thing is, like, like, even though I have a goal-setting framework, so I have a piece of paper that can help guide them through the process and they can sit down, they can fill it out. They might not be the kind of person that needs that. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, that's not going to fit for everyone. And so, like, it's just about really kind of taking the time to understand your client, understand how they operate, understand what they need, listen to them, and then do what's best for them from there. 100%. They're just tools, guys. Don't, don't get... <coughs> caught in the trap that you have to do it one way as soon as you do that you lose that human connection and you stop looking at the person that's in front of you and you just do things for the sake of ticking things off yeah and then it doesn't work for them like because i use this goal setting framework on belinda and she's not she's not updating a quarterly action plan and she's not looking at her goals and you know all that kind of so it's just not working for her so don't push it Totally. And it's not a reflection that you're not able to do your job. It's just not right for that client. Yeah. And the thing is with Terry, when she said, you know, Belinda was like, this is what I want to achieve. And and Terry was like, they're so small. We as coaches want to then push them further sometimes too early. And so the different approach would have been like, yes, holy shit. That's fucking, let's achieve that. Let's get you doing those smaller things, whatever they were. But as a coach, we do lose touch with a lot of that shit. Because we are not there anymore. We are not focusing on things like consistency. We train regularly, right? We don't have those base level things, but we were all there. Holy fuck. We all started there, but we lose it. We lose it. Okay? I like to reflect back on, you know, like my last 10 years, like especially like I know a lot of my old clients and some people have even said it to me here, like, oh, but like, you know, you do this and I want to be like that. And I'm like, yeah, that that's great, but um, it's all it's all in good time. Yeah. All in good time. And they're like, oh, and they'll make statements like, is this too small? And like, nothing's ever too small because like, you know, from little things, big things grow. It's mm-hmm. cliche, but it's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, always reflect back to myself 10 years ago because my goals then were not my goals now. No. It's not planning on competing in a comp. I was just trying to move better. I was trying to be consistent. I was trying to, you know, just those basic things. And um, those are the things that I focused on that got me here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I often just kind of revert back into baby bro. And it's like, what did she need then? Baby bro is the best. <laughs> baby bro. Yes. you got to go yeah. back. Yeah. Videos and move like shit, and I was like, you know, like I wore me some gloves. I was fucking lifted in my Nikes, you know. We've all been baby bros, yeah. So I think it's like I find that I personally find that a very powerful tool, and I I have a lot of not a lot actually not a lot, but I do have some old videos where I can really see and kind of put myself into those shoes. You know, I I have a video of me doing an eighty kilo squat that has maybe like quarter depth. Yeah, boss. Like, you know, but I look back and I'm like, I was so boss. Like, I was so blind, but I was so relevant right then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just take take yourself back to like where they are. Carla, that's a big one for you, babe. Because, like, you know, remember when you first started? Holy shit sticks. I couldn't even keep you in one spot. 
you were like wander off. That was my goal with you was to keep you in one spot. And I couldn't do that because I couldn't speak your language. Easy. <laughs> I still remember um, when I first trained with Courtney, and then she told me that, oh, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> and she told me that, and I laughed so hard. I know that I shouldn't, but yeah, because like Carla, like Terry and and Rach, that and and Tor, you didn't know Carla when she first started. Like she was so like did not fucking know where she was. Like she was like such a hard worker, but then would just go like. You'd find her at the other side of the gym and then she'd just load some more weight on the barbell. She was a fucking loose cannon. And so, like, half of the work that I was doing with her was, like, trying to fucking interact with her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's wild. So wild. <laughs> awesome, guys. Did that all make sense today? Yeah. yeah. Yeah? Was that helpful? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So as we're coming back from COVID... Think about those things, okay? Because again, it's not diff- it's it's different to where we were pre-COVID, and everyone's in a different spot right now. So, just some things to open up on your lens. Okay. Yay for not having COVID! I'll see you hopefully tomorrow. Bye. 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 Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you got some good stuff out of this episode and you're ready to take the learnings and apply it to your own business. If you want to get in contact with me, send me a message through Instagram or send me an email, Rasheen H on Instagram or Rasheen at barbellbabesbrigade.com.au. Speak with you soon. Okay, bye.